When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Forever Dog Shema Yisrael Adonai Eloheinu Adonai Echei Everybody It's God here What was that? <laughs> That's the Shema That's the foundational prayer of Judaism Which is the religion of my chosen people The ones that all those kids learn in Hebrew school But they don't actually know what they're saying that's the one, precisely. Yeah. Oh. That's Joan of Arc, by the way. Hi, audience. As you know, it's June. It's Pride Month. Last week, our guest was Freddie Mercury in honor of Pride Month. Next week, we have an equally special guest in honor of Pride Month. Not going to tell you who it is. But this week, we're interrupting Pride Month because it also is another holiday, Father's Day. And I thought we should have somebody on who knows a thing or two about Father's Day. So our scheduled guest... Today is none other than the co-star of the 1997 masterpiece, Father's Day, Billy Crystal. Yay! <laughs> yes. We are, we are so excited for Billy Crystal. So many questions prepared for Billy Crystal. What do you got? Uh, well, I wanted to ask him how many takes he did of that line, I have what she's having. <laughs> but that um, wasn't his, that, that's not his line. That was Rob Reiner's mother's line. Oh, that's right. I guess I should cross that off my list of questions. I was going to ask him about 700 Sundays yep. and about working with Meg Ryan. Yeah, and about hosting the Oscars mm-hmm. and about being kicked off at the last minute of the opening cast of Saturday Night Live. Anyway, my scheduled guest was Billy Crystal. Huh? Alas, he is not coming to the show today. We had a scheduling mix-up of some oh. kind, courtesy of my son, our producer and booker, Jesus Christ. So, and rather than Billy Crystal, we're going to have to make do with an emergency guest, namely my son, Jesus Christ. Jesus will be our guest today instead uh, of Billy Crystal. This is very disappointing. I am no happier about it than you. I Listen, I understand it's appropriate for a Father's Day episode, but I was really looking forward to Billy Crystal. I know. You know, Jesus, he's my son. I, you know, have feelings for him. And obviously I'm excited to talk to him to, to some extent. But, you know, Billy Crystal was Fernando. You know, you were real marvelous. That was such a funny bit. Yeah. But we'll, we'll have Jesus Christ on and we'll talk. And as you'll see, he tends to be a little resentful of me and some of the things he alleges that I have done to him or subjected him to in the past, the nature of which you can probably guess. So he'll probably you know bring who's that not up. not resentful of you? Who? Billy Crystal. No, no. Billy Crystal has always been a wonderful... Grateful. I don't want to... You know what? Let's not linger on this. It's a missed opportunity, obviously. Well, I'm sorry you're in a bad mood, my lord, but I think I know what might cheer you up. Earthquake? Hurricane? Meteor? Oh, no. I, I was just going to say we should do prayer of the week. Okay, that's going to cheer me up. Fine, let's do prayer of the week. Prayer of the week! 
Now, starting last week, we've introduced a new format to Prayer of the Week. We have been collecting audio recordings of your prayers at my Twitter account, at the Tweet of God. You can call in and leave a prayer for me. We've been collecting a number of them. We played the first one last week, and we have some more uh, this week. Joan, you've been sifting through them. Yes! What do we have? This week's audio prayer comes to us from a gentleman named Alan. Dear Lord, please, please change my name to Steve. Amen. Alan, out. He wants to be known as Steve Amen Alan out? Is no, 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 no. He said, change my name to Steve Amen Alan out. Like Ryan Seacrest out, like that really, really annoying, annoying, terrible, pretentious catchphrase. Okay, but yeah. either way, so his name is Alan. Now he wants you to change it to Steve. I don't know how I would go about doing that. I have infinite power, but I'm really not sure how I would change a name. He can change the name. He can go by what he wants to be known as. Yeah, but maybe there's some complications. Like his, maybe that's like, maybe Alan was a family name and there's difficulty and he has to ask his parents if they're okay calling him that from now on and that could get tricky so then what am i supposed to do like get in his parents minds and instruct them psychically to accept the fact that their son is named steve yeah like the way you infiltrate dreams and stuff what about the fact that their son whether his name is alan or steve keeps 26 cats in his one room apartment isn't that a creepier thing to be talking about? A more revelatory thing than changing the name? Because he does. Alan does have 26 cats in his one-bedroom apartment, and it's terrible. That would smell. It does smell. It smells like shit. Oh. So I guess what you're saying is Alan slash Steve slash whatever has bigger issues than just this name thing. Yes. The expression would be bigger fish to fry, but in his case, it would be bigger cat fish to fry. Yes. that's He has bigger issues to deal with. Okay. You know what? Screw it. Okay, fine, Alan. I change thee. Thou art now named Steve. Well, okay, you don't seem to have really liked that message. Is Would you be... Okay, just tell me. You can say no. Would you be up for listening to a second audio prayer? <sighs> yeah, I got nothing else to do. Sure. Okay. Great, 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 great. Okay, um, this message is from a gentleman named Cremo. Cremo? That's a shaving cream. Oh, but I, he, I mean, he says it's his name. I, I he should know. be asking you for a name change. His name should be Steve or Alan or Winifred, anything other than, than Cremo. Point taken. I just want to tell you in advance, this is, a lo- this is a long message. Uh, okay, let's go. It's Cremo. Oh, dear Lord. What's poppin' the tweet of God? First wish. Yeah, there's a few wishes in here. I want to be in bed with the most beautiful females on earth. This is creep. This is creepo, not creamo. It's creepo. Ideally, virgins deflower them. What? Yeah, no. Secondly, I want to be a millionaire slash billionaire. He wants to be a millionaire slash billionaire. Well, I mean, wouldn't he already? If he was a billionaire, wouldn't he? That's exactly right. That's exactly right, John. If he were a billionaire, by definition, he would be a millionaire. See, that kind of redundancy in grammar gets people sent to hell more quickly, probably, than any other thing, including like adultery, uh, murder, anything. I hate that shit. Keep keep it up. Thirdly, I want to be a Grammy Award producer. A Grammy Award producer? That's not even grammatically correct. That's not even grammatically correct. It would be a Grammy Award winning producer, wouldn't it? Fourthly, I want to be an actor. Fifth, I want to appear on television and have interviews. And be an entertainer. 
Absolutely not. Again, that's, that's redundant. That's, it, uh, yes, yeah, exactly, exactly. He's not, he's not thinking. He's not being concise. When you pray to me, you owe me at least a little bit of concision and efficiency because I'm a busy fucking god. And then I want to be a tyrant. A tyrant? He wants to be a tyrant. Dictator. Beloved oppressor. A beloved a, a oppressor. A beloved oppressor. A tyrant dictator. Who's beloved... also an actor. Grammy producing tyrant. I, I just think he's shooting too too wide a target here. Beloved oppressor. That, that's a very fine line to walk. Yeah, there's more. I want to establish a kingdom which will last for a very long time. So make it happen. Make, make it, happen. it happen. That's right. Threats. Make it happen. I want to get laid, 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 laid every day. He wants to get late every day or laid, oh, late, laid. laid every day. Okay. He wants to get late every day. Okay. How many times? Five a day. They say five a day. Five a day means five times a day. Six. Yeah. I know yeah, what five yeah. a day means, jackass. Seven times a week. 35 orgasms Oh, he knows a week. his multiplication tables. And the list goes on. Washukran. Washukra. The tweet of God. What does that mean? The tweet of God. Washukran. I don't know what that means. I think Washukran is a satirical Lebanese newspaper. But in any case, I'm actually going to grant one of this man's prayers. One of them. Which one? The one that you pointed out where he did the math properly. 35 orgasms a week. Oh, wow. Wow, that's generous. I'm going to give him 35 orgasms a week, but not from sex. Not even from masturbation. He's just going to spontaneously get five orgasms a day without even touching it. It's just going to happen in his pants. Wait, 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 wait. He's going to have to change frequently in the men's room five times a day. It's going to happen spontaneously. Wow. Um, I don't think that's what he meant, but... Oh, I damn well know that's not what he meant. Hmm. Okay, Cremo. Your wish has been granted. <laughs> Cremo, prepare to cream over 30 times a week. That was Prayer of the Week. Prayer of the Week. Coming up, my interview with Jesus Christ. My guest today is the only Son of God, begotten from the Father before all ages, God from God, light from light, true God from true God, begotten, not made. Please welcome... My son, Jesus Christ. You know, my hands still hurt. Uh, you know, I don't know why they had to, uh, they could have glued my hands to the cross. Why they had to shove nails through them, I, I don't understand that. Then I, I could still, if you look at my hand, you could see through it. I could use my hands as uh, as binoculars, I put them against my face, and I see right when when it's sunny outside, and I hold my face up when I hold my hand up to block the sun. I get like a beam of light through my hands. Okay, so I guess no no Father's Day gift for me this year then, huh? Uh, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I don't. I still don't quite understand it. Uh, you put me on the earth to get killed. That was your plan. Can you explain that to me? Like, uh, oh, I'll have a son and I'll put... You know, most people, they're worried about their son uh, 
uh, crossing the street or eating too much candy. You, uh, there you go the other way. You go, hmm, I'll uh, have a son and I'll have a, an angry mob nail him to a cross and have him burn there and uh, son. Well, we've been through this before, kiddo. It's It all comes down to John 3.16. I loved the world so much that I gave my one and only son that whosoever believeth in him shall not perish but have eternal life. So it was it was a solid for, for mankind, really. That was the point. If you believe in that so much, you go down and you get nailed to a cross and let me stay up here in heaven. You're saying, I care so deeply that I'm going to kill my son. It's Father's Day. I'm feeling nostalgic and I'm trying to to bring us together, but you're kind of rebuffing all my efforts to make us feel yeah, like, like a family uh, again. And you were a great father. Uh, you said, uh, hey, if all of you behave, I won't have to kill my son. Uh, hey, uh, you know what? Let me kill my son and all of you will be All right, happy. all right, all right, all right. Listen, are we going to spend this entire interview going over things that we've gone over every single day for two millennia? Or are we going to move on and let people hear something a little more interesting than the same old bitching over and over again? Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry I died on a cross. I'm sorry. Let's talk about happier memories. Let's talk about... Well, you the way you were born, that was exciting for you, right? When you came in, you were the son of God coming into the world in a manger, in a, a big pile of hay. Wasn't that fun for you? Now, now see, here's what I want to know. Uh, you control everything, so you could have had me born thousands of years in the future where it would be like a luxury hospital uh, where it's got the uh, waiter service and they've got the the most advanced equipment. Martians are running the equipment. It's that advanced. But no. And and uh, how exactly was Mama Virgin? I, I mean, look, maybe I don't know sex that well, but how does that happen? Well, we, we actually had your mother on as a guest about a month ago, and we... We're honest with each other and with the world, and we confess that actually we we did indeed have sexual intercourse, and that's how everything everything happened. And so you're telling me about having sex with my mother? That's so disgusting. That so I'm sitting here listening how my parents had sex. And do you realize how? Is there anybody out there? that wants to know about their parents having sex? No, no, but you, you asked, Jesus, and I, I answered. I try to be transparent with you because you are, in a sense, me. You and the Holy Spirit are three different Godheads, but we're all the same God. So I try to be open with you. I try not to be territorial for that reason. And apparently, uh, I, I stepped in yet another trap that you don't want to go to and I've made things miserable for you again and I can't do anything right by way of you because everything I do for you is terrible. Oh, yeah, you're right. You're right. You know, 
I forgive you for having me nailed to a cross in 5,000 degree weather, okay? I forgive you. Let's talk about it. Let's find a therapist, and I'm sure we could talk about it, and everything will be better. Can we move on to some other things? I just want to talk about a little bit about your remarkable life because you are revered on planet Earth. Over two and a half billion people worship you, pray to you, count on you for their redemption. Surely there's some gratification for you in that. If you're going to pray to anyone, you pray to me, okay? That too. The others, uh, what, at their most advanced miracle I could perform would be like a car trick. Right, yeah, and, and which actually, people don't realize this, you do car tricks. A lot of your miracles were based on sleight of hand. You're an excellent, excellent magician. I I used, in fact, at the Last Supper, I would put like a grape on the table and I'd have three cups and switch them around and say, okay, okay, which cup has the grape? No one could guess. No, you're too good. Uh, is that also how you did the miracle of the loaves and the fishes? Is that how you carried that off as well? Uh, yeah, I do stuff with fish. In fact, I have fish uh, as a miracle sometimes. When I'd see somebody fishing, I'd have the fish stick their heads out of the water and talk to the fishermen so that the fishermen would have a heart seizure and die because they're a fish talking to them. Yeah, that was your specialty. In the same way that some people are card magicians, you were a fish magician, and you, you really worked in that medium very well. Yeah. And, and sometimes I'd reach behind someone's ear and go, hey, what's that behind your ear? Oh, look, it's a fish. The other question I have for you, Sonny Boy, I've always wondered about this on a, on a personal level. You love to appear on breakfast foods on pancakes, on waffles, and bowls of cereal. Why is it that you seem to particularly enjoy appearing on breakfast foods? I've always been a breakfast person, so I put my face on pancakes and waffles and and grits, which is hard because they're mushy, and it's hard to draw my picture on it. Uh, And an orange juice. I love having my face appear in orange juice and coffee that's very hard because it's liquid yeah yes i and 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 i also do a trick where someone pours a couple of drops of milk in their coffee and the milk uh forms in a picture of me i've always been proud of that one and then when these people see your image in their breakfast foods what do you expect them to do with that how should they react uh, they react by yelling, Jesus Christ! And uh, so it's like a form of publicity. I wanted to play a little game with you, Sonny Boy. I, you, you said a lot of wonderful things during your time on Earth, but that was a long, long time ago. I want to quote back to you some of your more memorable sayings and see if you still agree with them or if you've modified your position on those things over the years. Okay, Here's the first one. Love your enemies. Do you still believe that we should love our enemies? I say you could love him as long as you've got a gun or a knife and uh, you could kill him, but love him suffering until he dies. 
So it's like you could love him and beat him to death, but love him all the same. It's tricky, but you can do it. That was left out of the Bible, but I think it's a very important modification that our listeners need to know. Uh, another one, when someone slaps you on the cheek, turn onto him the other one. Still agree with that? No, because then you'd hurt both cheeks. So what you do if he smacks you on the cheek, you uh, swing uh, your fist in his face as hard as you can so his jaw goes flying across the room. Yeah, why give him your other cheek? What the hell does that do? I, I think the point at the time you said it was that you should be nonviolent and forgive the wrongs done unto you, but apparently you've you've changed your mind on that regard uh, as well. Over, yeah, over what the, the hell do we have an army for if we're going to be nonviolent? What, we're going to teach the soldiers? Hey, if they come up to you and shoot you on one side, turn around and have them shoot your other side. What about the golden rule? Do unto others whatever you would like them to do to you. Probably the foundation of all morality in Western society. Still agree? Uh, yeah, or just do stuff for me. Do shit for me, and I don't have to be expected to do anything for you, is my feeling now. Because I'm Jesus. I'm Jesus. I don't have to do shit for you. Uh, you do stuff for me. Right. I, part of that attitude I should explain to listeners who may be a little bit surprised to hear him saying that. It comes from, and I've seen him doing this, 2,000 straight years of dying for you 24-7, 365. That's just so much dying for people, and I get the resentment at this point. Uh, yeah, yeah. I have. How many times does one person have to die? For people I don't even know. Right. No, it's 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 a lot to ask, and that's why I understand the the resentment. Here's another one. Uh, the meek shall inherit the earth. Do you still believe the earth will ultimately be inherited by the meek? Uh, no. The meek will be wiped out by the strong. The meek ain't going anywhere. They'll be wiped out unless the meek uh, start getting into, like... Uh, the internet, and investment, and then they could screw over everybody else. Uh, but then the strong will find out they were getting fucked financially by the meek and kill all the meek. Right, that's exactly the problem, is the meek don't have an in in these industries. They don't, they don't have an in in the internet. They don't have an in in, in the law. That's probably because they're meek. Yeah, the meek ain't out with the other guys playing golf on the weekend, and going out for beers in the middle of the day. The, the actual truth is that Jeff Bezos will inherit the earth. That's the guy who's going to get the whole thing. It's pretty obvious. Yes, Jeff Bozo will inherit the earth. You know that you can take your thorny crown off, right? You don't need to wear that in the studio. Uh, no, that's the way I get laid. They go, hey, hey, is that Christ? Oh man, you know it's it, it's like uh, it's like if you were on Friends and you had a Friends jacket, you'd be wearing that to get pussy. I wear the thorny crown. I think that's going to be one of the surprising takeaways for people from this conversation we're having is just how filthy you are in terms of the language you use. The Sermon on the Mount 
was absolutely filthy, filthier than any late night stand-up set. Just to illustrate the kind of language you used back then, in the Bible it says, you are the salt of the earth. But you and I know that what you said actually is, you are the salt of the earth, fuck you. Right? Well, actually it was, uh, uh, I am the salt of the earth, blow me. You know, it gets misquoted a lot as fuck you. But it's like, I'm the salt of the earth, uh, fucking blow me, I think, is the exact. Well, that's in the Bible, on page uh, 3 million and 10. Uh, it says, I'm the salt of the earth, all of you can fucking blow me. <laughs> I have to say, Jesus Christ, and that, and that is who you are, that your knowledge of the Gospels is, is not, as, not as strong as I might have guessed after 2000. You are the star of the book, and yet you don't seem to be that respectful of it or, or, or fond of it. Uh, no, it had its parts. I like the uh, centerfold. Uh, that was always good in the Bible. The what? And and in the back, they had the jigsaw puzzles, so those I like to work uh, on. No, no, it wasn't the jigsaw puzzle. You remember, it was it was a fold-in. Remember the fold-in? Oh, he was a fold-in, yes, yeah. yes. Yeah. It wasn't jigsaw, it was, what the hell, it was a puzzle. What the, what the fuck did they call those puzzles, God, that you have in the back of newspapers? The uh, the rebus, the acrostic, the jumble, uh, something is something like that. It's a puzzle of. T- it's not jigsaw. Jigsaw is when you put stuff together. What the fuck is that? A jumble, not a jumble. It's not. It's a rebus. It's a. It's close to a jumble. Yeah. It's like when you gotta. Uh, oh, the, like, the Sudoku. Uh, no, it. You know when they say. Eight-letter word for uh, sneakers. Crossword? A crossword. That's what I I couldn't. I had a mental block. Yeah, anything understandably related to cross makes you feel a little uncomfortable. Like CrossFit, for example, was something you never got into because of the fact that the cross was involved. Yes, yes. And, and, uh, but don't make me cross. Huh? Huh? See, I was, I, one of my miracles was puns. There's one miracle I wanted to ask you about specifically, and I know this question is going to take you to a dark place, but I, I do want to ask you about it. When you turn the water into wine, you know what I know, that that was during the depths of your alcoholism. Can you open up about that time in your life? I, I, it hurts me to talk about it, I mean, I did a long interview on Oprah where I talked about my alcoholism in those days. And when people ask me what drove me to alcoholism and other substance abuse, I say, well, my father could do anything he wanted on the, in this universe. He created the universe, but he had to have me killed horribly. And, uh, you know, you try that. Have your parents kill you horribly and see if you're not 
having an occasional beer. Okay, listen, at a certain point when you're an adult, you own yourself. You take responsibility for yourself. I'm sorry, you had a rough eternity. I apologize. But once you hit 18, it's your obligation to say, I am who I am. You were an alcoholic, not me. Well, I was an alcoholic and I was on crystal meth. Coming up next, the second coming of my interview with Jesus. Let's talk about your mother, my whatever. Uh, the one that never got laid, that mother? I, I told you, we, we, did have a, we did have an encounter. I, I think the world of your mother, you know that. I haven't talked to her in about 2,000 years, but I still have many fond memories of the, of the, of the 30 minutes we spent together. And uh, I hope she knows that. So, and in all this time, in all these thousands of years, you never even sent her a card? I didn't know what to do. It felt awkward. Let me ask, do, does she ever does she ever talk about me? Well, you know, occasionally she says uh, you used to go really quick. It would happen right away and uh, and it was over within like, you know, a minute and a half. The the time that you were conceived that is true that I sent the Holy Spirit in the form of a dove to fertilize her and inseminate her through her ear. That is true. But we also had sex, real sex, a number of times. And I think that I was pretty good, you know, given who I am and what I can do. And she seemed to enjoy it. Uh, she said she was faking it the whole time. And she was uh, especially disappointed because she said, here he is, the holiest of holy guys, he controls every other universe, and uh, he can't even finish me. Uh, it's like he's done in a second and a half, and, and the second and a half is really dull. Well, listen, I come from a background where I created the entire universe in six days. So I'm a little wham, bam, thank you, ma'am, I guess, when it comes to sex, because I can do things very quickly. And as far as I'm concerned, once I'm, you know, finished, end of, end of creation, you know, end of activity. And I guess that's where I was literally coming from back when I was seeing your mother. The, the most upsetting thing, the most truly upsetting thing she said to me is when you used to finish, like immediately, and she'd go, oh, Jesus Christ. And that made me feel awkward. And what was amazing about that was that you did not exist yet. And yet she still yes. had the instinct to say Jesus Christ. See, that's what a holy figure I am. That before I was born, people were using my name. Let's move from one Mary to another Mary, Mary Magdalene. Your relationship with her in the New Testament is ambiguous, ambivalent, not really specified. I think people want to know, did they or didn't they? Ah, uh, yes, we did. We did constantly in every position, particularly doggy style. And we were doing it doggy style before doggies came into existence. 
Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. I know a little something about when things came into existence, and I created dogs on day six. There were plenty of dogs walking around Bethlehem in your time, Jesus. You know that. No, 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 no. See, this, see you had so much on your mind that you get things mixed up. Uh, there were no dogs when I was doing her doggy style. That's something. See, you got it backwards. I would do her doggy style, and that gave you the idea. You said, hmm, maybe I'll make something called a dog. And uh, so I take full credit for that. You, There were no dogs going. And you know something? What's so weird about it? There were no dogs, but barking existed. You'd hear woof, 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 woof. But there were no dogs around. It it made no sense. There'd be uh, barking, and then you'd also step in dog crap. And the crap would just drop onto the ground, not out of a dog, because they didn't exist. Right, that's what I was going to say. How could there have been dog excrement when there were no dogs, according to you, yet? You tell me, oh holy one. I mean, you made, look, how can there be trees if there were no trees before it? How could uh, Adam and Eve appear all of a sudden if they didn't have any parents? Explain that one to me. I created them out of out of clay in Adam's case and out of Adam's rib in Eve's case. It's right there in the New Testament, right there in the Bible. So that same way you create, if you could create two people, you could create dog crap. Right, but why, why would I? How the hell do I know why you do anything you do? None of it, and, and not only doesn't it make sense, uh, but then uh, you're not supposed to question you. You can't question you. So uh, for thousands of years, people uh, were saying, where did that dog crap come from if there are no dogs? And, and the priest would say, do not question God. He works in mysterious ways. And the dog crap would squeeze out of the sky, like very slowly, it would squeeze out. So, okay, according to your chronology, there was dog crap, and then around what time, what era did I actually create dogs? Uh, Well, it wasn't an era. You did it on purpose. You see how I got another pun in there? Uh, It was, uh, uh, what year was that? Uh, uh, A trillion... uh, Years PC. Uh, that means post Christ, where it was like if BC is before Christ, then then there's PC, which means post Christ, which was also a breakfast cereal. Uh, there was post Christ, which it would be little, uh, all of them would be little uh, figures of me on a cross, and you mixed it with milk, which was interesting. Because uh, cows were not invented at the time. Jesus, uh, I have to ask this, given this interview and the way it's going. Did you, did you have a little hit on the Jesus bong before we sat down here 
today? Uh, yes, yes. I'm allowed because I'm Jesus. I can do that. I shoot up, I smoke, I do all of it. I'm Jesus. And, uh, you know, sometimes I turn on the water faucet and have it spray out wine. Yeah, I've seen you do that. That's that's how the entire Middle Ages was spent. It was pretty hard to watch. Pretty sad. By the way, I should, at a, on a lighter note, on a happier note, I should put a plug in for your podcast, Jesus' Amazing Colossal Podcast. Yes. Which is still going strong after 800 years. It's still very, very good. Tell the people uh, at home who are listening about Jesus' Amazing Colossal Podcast. Okay. Uh, sometimes I go under the name Gilbert Gottfried's Amazing Colossal Podcast because I didn't feel Jesus was Jewy enough. And... Um, <laughs> okay, so oh, and I'm also on cameo.com slash Gilbert Gottfried. Don't look for cameo.com slash Jesus Christ, because people would know that. They'd say, I'm not going to that that Jew for some cameo. <laughs> Why do you seem so um, disrespectful of your own religion? You were a, a Jew and a proud Jew, and you came to earth and died as, as a Jew. Yeah, well, that's why. I was a Jew, and I died for it. And in fact, at the Last Supper, I uh, if, if, if along the table, people are going Jew, 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 and that's why that that was why I was crucified. And then I I had to become a dead Jew to become a Christian. I don't know how that works out. Yeah, I think that might have been your paranoia at the Last Supper. You might have been high at that time, too. That might be why you ate so much food at that Last Supper. You would, you remember that? You ate for hours and hours till dawn. Yes, I, I ate about a thousand Rice Krispie treats. And they didn't have Rice Krispies 20 billion years ago. As is your want, you turned water into the Rice Krispie treats. You turned water into anything. Yes, yes. And then I had to uh, turn rocks into marshmallows. Jesus, uh, yes. Jesus, I, I'm really... That's me. <laughs> I, I would... You're kind of getting off the rails here, and you're leading me off the rails, too. And uh, I do have a few more questions. Let's see if we can get through them without you losing it. Christmas is the biggest holiday of the year. There are so many Christmas songs dedicated to you. Which is your favorite and why? Uh, well, all of them are, are I enjoy because they're all written by Jews. Uh, Jews write all the Christmas songs. And that's how I got my revenge. 
because you made me die as a Jew and come back as a Christian. So I said, you know what? They're going to make a holiday based on my birth, and I'm going to have Jews writing all of the songs, like Irving Berlin and people like that, all Jews. And in fact, I have a radio station called All Jews All the Time. Give us 20 minutes and we'll give you Jews. (laughs) 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 (sighs) Well, I... I want to thank Jesus for stepping out of the producer's booth and into the guest chair this week to join me for this special Father's Day episode. Thank you very much, Jesus. Thank you. Bye-bye, everybody. I'll be back. Well, that's our show. That was the interview, obviously, with Jesus, my son, and I'm a, I'm a little still tense, and I'm a little frustrated at how that went and the anger and the bitterness that was going on there. No, my lord, I, I really enjoyed the interview, and frankly, I have never seen you laugh that hard. I was laughing a lot. Some nervous laughter, some genuine laughter. I'll tell you what was really funny. I have to admit, we were off air, and he mm-hmm. told that joke about the aristocrats. Oh, yeah, that was that was filthy, but it was funny. <laughs> it was very funny. I still wish we could have gotten Billy Crystal. Billy Crystal's year on SNL was still much better than that year in 1881 when, when Jesus was on. Yeah, that's true. That's all. Until next week, don't sin or you'll go to hell. Godcast is a Forever Dog production. Executive produced by Alex Ramsey, Brett Boehm, Joe Cilio, and David Jabberbaum. Original music by Gabe Lopez. Joan of Arc appears courtesy of Tara Sands. For more original podcasts, visit foreverdogpodcasts.com and subscribe to our shows on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. For ad-free episodes and exclusive bonus content from this show and others, sign up for Forever Dog Plus at foreverdogpodcasts.com slash plus. And if you haven't already, remember to follow God on Twitter at The Tweet of God. Daddy, did I do good, Daddy? Yes, you did great. You did great, sir. Then, Daddy, how come you never tell me? You never tell I do so much. It would be nice if you could at least say good job. Good job. I'm telling you right now. Good job. I love you. I I love you. Sure, I had to beat it out of you. (laughs) Forever.